1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: We texted Joe Thomas yesterday. Folks, we did our part. He's now a coach. He's in Germany. He's eating schnitzel. That's about the most I know. We'll see if we can get him back. I you want me to tell him what I said? Yeah. Go I ahead. said, Joe, I, you've had your fun. It's time to pack your bleep and come back. Let's go. Didn't he just get there? Yeah, I don't care. You've had your fun. Like uh Meadow Soprano wanting to go to Europe. Joe actually went, and uh now it's time for him to come back. You had your rum springer, and now it's time to come back to Cleveland and uh fulfill the role that you're needed in. I don't care about anything else, it's time to do it. Daryl Rider joins us. Brought to you by Shabin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry Restore. He's filling his role right now as he talks to us about the Cleveland Browns. Hello, Daryl. Joe didn't want to do radio. What makes you think he wants to come back and coach here? <laughs> what are you trying to say, Daryl? <laughs> I'm just saying. Get his he's hands got, on. Get really in on okay. this. What are you talking about? He's get it other, going.
2: He's got other priorities.
0: Okay, Daryl. Well, then who would you replace Phil Callahan, Callahan with? with? Um... I,
2: I I gotta think that Scott Peters, who's been the assistant O line coach, would be in consideration for a promotion. I mean, he's he's been next to Bill for the last four years here. So um, at, this is a pretty significant loss. Let's let's not sell this thing short. Um, uh, Bill Callahan really turned the Browns' offensive line into, quite frankly, one of the best units in the National Football League. And and even with some of the shuffling that was the result of injury over the last four years, you didn't see all that of a, a dramatic um, drop-off. And it just to put his impact in perspective, look at how far DeWan Jones came last year from when he arrived in May after the NFL draft going into the season and uh, when he replaced Jack Conklin. I, I mean, it was night and day. Um so um this is a pretty significant loss for the Cleveland Browns because Bill Callahan's one of the best if not the best offensive line coach in the business. All
3: right, with that said then and we were just going over the the role he had in Cleveland, um yeah. obviously the influence he had over the running game and the fact that they were able to, you know, go through so many offensive linemen through the years and they never seemed to miss that much of a beat. Is there any wonder why the Browns allowed this to happen if he was under contract?
2: Well, I mean, look, if, if you don't want to keep someone that's got their heart somewhere else that I'd be, you know, that's a, that's a component of it. Um, you know, if you love a,
0: someone set them free.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Um, and, you know, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity His, you know, son gets this gig, And he gets an opportunity to to work for his son. You you know what I'm saying? So uh, the the Browns were under no obligation to do it. But, you know, uh, I think that this was a... a gentlemanly move is the way I'll put it uh, he, by the Browns. You
0: can't hold him hostage for crying out loud again. a yeah. seven-year-old man. And and when you think about it, like at first I was like, wow, they're actually going to be able to hold on to Bill Callahan. But the more you well, think and about that but
2: that's what I was told a, a week ago. Yeah, that, you know they were very confident that uh, you know Bill was actually going to stay in Cleveland, and the organization wasn't nearly as concerned with his departure as you know we had been talking about since Brian Callahan w- was hired. Uh, as head coach by so the Titans. So what changed? What God, do you think changed? I, I think things changed. It's just the way the business goes.
0: I have a theory. Yeah.
2: Throw it out there. Uh, I like I, it when you have theories.
0: I think that his son was excited that he got the job, and then when you really get in there and you look at what you're going to need to do, you're going to yeah. need all the smart people around you because they're going to go through some serious changes here yeah. over the next couple of years, and you need smart people around you they are going to be able to help out, and the game is won at the line of scrimmage, and you need one of the best, and one of the best happens to be your father who yep. also has experience being a high-level NFL head coach.
2: That's a pretty good theory, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's probably what it is, and dads are always going to try to help their sons.
2: Yeah, it's that's not going to be an easy rebuild down there in Tennessee. Um, I, I, I'm still stunned that the Titans got rid of uh, Mike Vrabel, but uh, they did, and uh, they don't have a franchise quarterback, and they're not a whole lot on those rosters, so uh, that that's going to be an uphill climb there uh, down in Nashville, but um, yeah, y- you're right, I mean, uh there's going to be a lot of patience required down there and 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 one of the one of the key components when you go through uh a rebuild like that is you you want to begin the process of fortifying uh the trenches on both sides of the ball because if you're going to compete in the national football league that's ultimately where it begins and so um you know brian bringing his dad down there to uh to, to, to work in that uh, same capacity that he was uh, up here in Cleveland. Look, the, the results speak for themselves everywhere. Uh, Bill Callahan has been. Um, but you, you look up here in Cleveland, I mean, uh, the entire interior offensive line of the Cleveland Browns got recognized. I mean, and, and even uh, Dewan Jones. Dewan Jones made the, the, the pro football writers all-rookie team. Ethan Posick was a, a Pro Bowl alternate. Uh, Joel Batonio um, voted to the Pro Bowl and then uh, Wyatt Teller uh, a- as well. So um, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it just uh, it, it, it it's really hard to just sit here and describe the impact that Bill had, not just on the field but off the field as well. Uh, his players loved uh, playing for him as well. Um, he coached him hard, but he he was like a father figure. Uh, to his players too.
0: One more on the offensive line, has it changed your has it changed your ideas of what the future is for Jedrick Wills now?
2: Um
0: if not, no big deal. I just have yeah, to Yeah, I
2: I don't know. I mean, I, I think that I think that Jed has actually gotten better. Um you know, he's where he struggles, it's with the consistency and being a complete player, right? Um, I think I've said this before with you, Ken. To me, Jed is an 80-20 player. 80% of the time, he's really good. The issue is that 20% of the time where he has a mental lapse or you know gets beat or whatever. Um, and if he eliminates those, if he's able to minimize and eliminate those, he can be a really good player, and we have seen that. And the organization uh, has, I I think, been a lot higher on Jedrick Wills than maybe us or fans have been. Um, The organization has been fairly pleased with his growth and development uh, since he was drafted. Um, But now, like you get into a situation where you're going to be making around $15 million a year. Which he will uh, this year with the uh, that fifth year option in his contract uh, being picked up from that rookie deal. Um, your your expectations, I, I think it's natural that your expectation uh, for the level of play increases as well. But I think Bill Callahan did a really good job with Jed as well. But yeah, I, I it, it's hard for me to sit here and say where I think Jed's ceiling is. I, I think that there's more that they can get out of him, uh, and I think that. Bill did all he could to get the most out of Jed.
3: Daryl Ryder, our Browns Beat reporter with us right now talking Browns. Um is there right now when you consider what has gone on in this offseason of for the Browns, are you surprised that the play calling is something that is in doubt right now as of February 2nd?
2: Yeah, a little cuz I I mean I I'm. I don't. I'm sorry. I just don't share the concern everybody else has about Kevin Stefanski still calling plays. It doesn't bother me. So, because um, again, for the millionth time, I think Kevin's done a hell of a job calling plays. I don't think it's an issue, but apparently it is. So, um, you know, I, I don't think it's now if Kevin decides that that's something he wants to give up, right? Because I mean, he certainly earned that right. If he's just sick and tired of doing it.
1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Last January, and he did talk about that. It, you know, hey, it, it's pretty exhausting call and plays for four quarters. Um, you you pretty much leave the stadium spent and there's not a lot of th- time to think and react and if he really does want to be uh, you know step into the role of of just being a head coach and the game administrator and and things like that well he's earned that right but if he wants to keep calling place he's also earned that right cuz he's really good at it so um yeah I we we'll, uh, I'm guessing at some point next week we'll get to talk to to Ken Dorsey, and I'm sure there will be at least 50 questions asked about if Ken's going to be calling the plays or if it's going to be Kevin, and I'm sure Ken's going to say, well, we're still discussing that, and that'll be Kevin's decision. He is the head coach here, and I'll do whatever Kevin asks me to do. So prepare prepare yourselves. Brace for impact. That's the answer you're going to get.
3: All right. With all of that said, Daryl, we are starting to think about what the Browns are going to do in free agency. T. Higgins' name came up. Um, and then Yeah, James-
2: he's following all the Browns on saw, social media. I saw that. And
3: then we played a clip from our old colleague, James Rapine, Bengals homer. He says there's no chance. He's getting to free agency. So, obviously, the Browns are going to be in the market. I'm for- laughing
2: that you called him Bengals homer. Oh,
3: I'm that, sorry. That, yeah. I'm sorry.
2: So, oh, no, that's, uh, that's, you hit the
3: bullseye.
0: He makes Dave Lapham look like Tone back that's in the day. That's very sad. Wow. That's sad. Sad save
3: affair. So, because of that if it's not T Higgins, I mean, yeah. how aggressive do you think they will be to try to get another big time wide receiver?
2: Well, look, Andrew Barry's an aggressive GM. If there's one thing we've learned about this guy as the top football executive over the last four off seasons, he does not take any time off. Um, so I, I think that they will be aggressive in not just at receiver, Anthony, but just, you know, fill in other needs uh, on this roster. Um, but they, I think that they need it. And, Look, he's been trying the last couple of years. I mean, every year in the third round, death taxes, and the Browns are going to draft the wide receiver. Um,
0: you know, is
3: that a good formula though? to no, find, it's not. to find uh, the I, next
0: stud would, wide receiver on a rookie just, contract. If you just keep drafting them and they're not working out, I don't know. Yeah, if that's and, really going to work.
2: Well, and and I I think I got a little question about player development there too. Um, I think that that's a fair question to ask. You know, are you are are you getting the development? At that, well, we it, talked about y-
0: that last week, right? Within yep. that
2: position group, I, I just, you know, uh, I think it's a fair question to ask, and that's something obviously. And and they're very bright over there, I'm sure that that's something as they're going through their offseason process, you know, that they're pulling apart and trying to figure out themselves. So, I don't think I'm saying anything that's, you know, <laughs> eye opening uh, to them, um, but yeah, I mean, he's an aggressive GM, he spends money in the offseason, he's uh. He doesn't hesitate to pull the trigger on making trades. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just I, – I think that they've got to f- find a way to just take every excuse away from Deshaun Watson, right? And it's hard to say that there's – because look at what I, – I, 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 I hate to sound like a broken record, but I keep going back to those, those five weeks. And and I know there's there are two different types of players, but Joe Flacco didn't need an, a, another prolific receiver in that you know quote unquote prolific receiver in that group. He didn't need T. Higgins. He he did just fine finding people. He was completing passes to eight nine guys uh, per game. Uh, through for over sixteen hundred yards. 13, one fewer touchdown in five games than Deshaun Watson had in twelve. Like so. I understand. I I understand the question, Anthony, and I'm not downplaying it because I do feel like it is a need. They gotta address the wide receiver room again this off season. But like, I also feel like Andrew Berry. He's been doing that every off where he's you know turn, uh, trying to augment uh, that position group with more talent. And um, you know maybe the results haven't been what you or myself or you know fans uh, had hoped to be. But like, I, I just I keep going back to those five weeks, and it's like, well. Ball distribution was pretty good with Joe Flacco. I think we need to find a way for where it's the same with Deshaun Watson. And and he has the uh, same uh, success rate at getting the football out and to that wide variety of players.
0: Andrew Barry, uh, according to Zach Jackson, said that, no, it's not a foregone conclusion that you have to restructure Deshaun Watson. Should they do what they can to avoid restructuring Deshaun Watson?
2: Well, this year, I think that they they have to do it, and then going forward, it... And this is why this year is so important, Ken, as far as Watson on the field, because there are financial team-building ramifications going down the road. Because when you restructure, what you're doing is you're taking his $46 million-a-year salary, converting that to signing bonus, and then stretching that signing bonus over the the length of the contract, which includes voidable years. So if you even—they added voidable years last year, if they do it again this year— you're basically kicking the can down the road because if you get, let's say, through this year, we're just having a discussion, okay? I'm not, you know, rooting for failure or anything, but we're having a discussion here. If he doesn't perform this year, right? You're th- then you're three years into this thing with two more years to go, and you don't have anything to show for six draft picks and 230 million fully guaranteed, and you have to in the back of your mind think, uh, this ain't gonna- we we can't extend him because the whole point is to extend his contract instead of having to put voidable years on the uh, on the back end so you lower that cap figure you want those to become actual years in the contract to do that so if he doesn't perform this year that sends up red flags that at some point because when you get to year 5 of that contract can and you decide you don't want to extend him because it hasn't worked out now all those voidable years that you've stretched a signing bonus all those signing bonuses over that becomes a uh, a balloon payment to the salary cap, and then you're you're similar to what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went through with Tom Brady this year, and it worked out for them because Baker Mayfield had a, a great season and won the division and got into the you know the playoffs there. But um, that salary cap bill at some point is going to come come due. They're fine this year, no need to worry about it. But it's a big year for him to show. That he was worth that contract and he's going to be the franchise quarterback so they can think more about extending his contract rather than just, you know, cutting it off after year five.
0: Daryl, you're a wonderful man. We thank you very much for the time. All the very best to you and yours. We'll talk to you again next week. Have a great weekend, guys. Talk to you Monday. The Dangerous One, Daryl Ryder, presented by Scheib and Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store, 940 this morning.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,